Alrighty folks, welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting here live from NGC Studios here in South Florida, and I want to thank you so very much for uh, joining me here tonight. Wherever you are in the uh, past, present, future hour, if you're listening on the podcast uh, version, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back after a uh, week hiatus, and I will explain in a sec why I took the hiatus. Um, everything's fine. I'm fine. Uh, a little bit of personal drama, which I'll kind of like briefly explain here in a uh, sec. But uh, anyway, glad to be here. Uh, contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebody.bro.nc. Uh, I'm finally actually getting some uh, traction on Twitter again. After probably close to a year of just, you know, none of my tweets showing up unless I, you know, tag people specifically. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying... A little bit of Twitter notoriety before they shove me back in the, uh, you know, ether again. Uh, but anyway, uh, at Samfield on uh, Parlor and Gab is where you can, uh, you know, find me at as well. Not banned there. TheSamfield.com uh, is my uh, website, which I actually did update today. And, uh, you know, it was brave. It was briefly just, you know, explaining that I was on hiatus and that I'm coming back, but still I got into the site today, folks. So, uh, yep. Um, facebook.com, com forward slash field report, uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And also folks, um, as, uh, Fat Heckboy always reminds me, uh, we are also multi-streaming on, uh, dlive.com forward slash Whitfield Report, and, uh, on Periscope. If you follow me on, uh, Twitter, you can also find me on Periscope as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, folks, so... I took a hiatus, uh, you know, these last few weeks have kind of been rough, uh, the week before last I was banned off uh, of Periscope right before Independence Day, uh, I, or no, I was banned off of, uh, Discord, excuse me, and, uh, that was kind of rough, and, uh, a few of my other social media accounts were acting weird Twitter was doing something with my uh, tweets where they weren't actually getting sent out but uh, I guess it was like a glitch or something allegedly that they were having Um, and then last week when I went to uh, go and uh, stream Restream was not taking my, uh, was not taking my, uh, stream key. 
or uh, anything last week, so that was bizarre, and it, it wouldn't work on YouTube, and uh, Fat Kick Boy was right. I should have uh, maybe gone over to DLive and done it exclusively there last week, but by the time uh, I was done trying to figure all that out, uh, I was it was time for me to get on with Versa Media, so I uh, I was there last week, so if you didn't catch me on here last week because I wasn't here, I was on Versa Media, uh, Real News last week, and I'll be there again tonight as always uh, at 11 p.m., but uh, anyway, yeah. Um... So, looking at the chat real quick, uh, we have Sheva Point, Fat Heck Boy, uh, Owen Benjamin sucks Vox off, which I will get to Mr. Benjamin in a sec here. Um, and then, of course, Alan Powell. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Al- Alan, I don't... I don't care that you, I don't care that you can see down my shirt. You, you're not the one I'm worried. You're not the one I'm worried about uh, seeing down down my shirt uh, because I know that I know that you're straight. It's uh, it's Owen that I'm worried about seeing down down my shirt. So. Uh, Oh, and of course, uh, Amethyst just popped in the chat, too, so... Uh, hey there, Amethyst. Hope you're doing well. But, um... Yeah, I took last week off. Part of it was, uh, the technical stuff, like I mentioned, and, uh, you know, being banned off Discord, which was a big pain in the ass, because, uh, like, some of the political discords... Uh, I was in, like, some of the communities I was in where I actually know people, like, I couldn't get back into them. Even on, like, a, you know, on, like, a new account that I, you know, that I totally don't have. Uh, you know. Uh, but one, and one of the really sucky things about being banned off Discord is, uh, even though my account... My old account, my old account, or I should say my only account on there, uh, even though that wasn't, you know, even though that's been banned and I can't even log into it anymore, uh, they still have my phone number registered on there, you know, from, from like way back when I, uh, verified my phone number with, with them like two or three years ago. Uh, and there's no way for me to, like, unverify that or anything, so, um, you know, that's, uh, um, and it, I mean, it's probably a good thing, because if I were to verify my number with, you know, the new account that I totally don't have, they would probably ban it, uh, as well. But, uh, anyway... That was a that was a bummer, and then uh, you know on the personal end of things too, I don't want to uh, I don't want to get into too many personal details because it's not something that you know I think should be brought up on the show. 
But long story short, uh, believe it or not, I actually know two couples uh, in real life who are in the midst of, uh, you know, going through divorces right now, sadly. Um, And, you know, one of them, one of them it is what it is, and, you know, I'm sad for them and whatnot. Uh, I mean, I'm sad for both couples, but, like, one couple is, you know, just, like, doing their thing, I guess, with the divorce, and the other couple is, like, trying to drag me and a couple of other friends, like, into their respective corners, and it's just, it's, it's... It's more or less kind of a, a mess, and, uh, you know, like, it, like, some of this stuff with divorces, especially, uh, you know, and, like, obviously, you guys know all the stuff that, um, you know, has happened with the Owen Benjamin drama, and the, the you know, the gummy candies and, you know, all that drama and, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the bears versus the danger zone and all that, right? Like, you guys have seen that drama unfold live on YouTube because it's kind of been publicly because we've, I mean, we've all kind of displayed that publicly, you know, for better, for worse, but, uh... Yeah, basically, like, imagine, you know, one of your friends or two of your friends are going through divorce, and they basically try to pull the e-drama, you know, crap among your, you know, personal friend group. Uh, I just was not having it, so I kind of decided to take a little bit of a break from the uh, internet world altogether. Uh, So that's another reason why I was, uh, you know, gone last week. Uh, It's just, all I can say is, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that social media did not exist when my parents were uh, going through their divorce because... Oh man, that would have been a crap show and a and a half. But uh anyway. Also, uh another quick rant here. And I suppose we can you know, I'll probably clip this, make it into a segment or someone else can. But um for the upteenth time I want to uh, clarify that, yes, in fact, I do wear a mask when I'm out in public, uh, for the most part. Um, No, I don't, you know, no, I don't wear all the time, unfortunately for some of you, uh, you know, mask-loving wearers, and... I mean, honestly, I think that the virus is real, but I still think it's being overblown a bit out of proportion. And there seems to be this weird, like, 
you know, sort of camp out there. Well, not really a camp, but there seem to be like two sides to this thing, which is that the either the virus is, you know, real and it's going to kill us all, you know, you'd better wear a mask, otherwise you're going to die, or the, uh, you know, the virus is completely fake and uh, it's just, you know, made up by Bill Gates and the, and the you know, and the deep state and the New World Order and, you know, like the Illuminati and whatever else, you know, secret societies are out there. And, you know, like, you're an idiot to wear, to wear a mask. Look, you know, like, I'm going to be honest here. If, uh, like I've said in previous streams, I don't need a mask to walk around my neighborhood. Or in my case, roll around my neighborhood. So I, I'm sorry, you know, if, I've, if you guys have seen any of the, uh, you know, videos I've done, uh, you know, the kind of the vlogs I've done where I'm out, you know, rolling around in the neighborhood. Oh, why, why is he wear, wearing a mask? Because I'm not in a largely populated area, dumbasses. I don't need a, ma a, ma a mask when I'm in my, my neighborhood. Uh, and, like, no one else is around me, so it's stupid. On the other hand, if I, if I go into a mall or something, which I don't know when the next time that's going to be, because... All of them all all of the malls are uh, closed then uh you know obviously I'm gonna wear wear a mask uh, you know then and it's not even so much like look I don't know if the if the mask is effective or or not um I don't like, I'm not even wearing it because it makes me feel better. I just wear, like, and I just wear a mask. And honestly, it, it's not even, like, the full N95 thing. I basically just wear, like, a bandana or, like, a, or something. That, that's, that's what I do. Uh, I, you know, I basically do it for the places that, like, like require you to wear, you know, coverings. But... Like, there's still so much of this, you know, coronavirus that we still don't know, you know, other than that it does ex exist. Um, I still think that the chai comms are behind it. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to lose sleep on it one way or the, uh, you know, another. Yeah, well, yeah, Alan brings up a good point. I, I, he says I have to take my mask off to use Apple Pay anyway. Yeah, well, and as someone who, who has both an i an iPhone and, you know, with Face ID and an iPad Pro with Face ID, yeah, I'm in the same boat. But here's here's the other thing. I honestly, whenever I whenever I do shopping now, I just and I know that Summer Reloaded, and I'm and I'm and I I know that he is not going to like this. But 
I will say that Amazon Prime, my subscription, has paid for itself. Uh, you know, like I'm a home, I am a homebody anyway. If I can stay home and order stuff, I'm going to. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, uh, if I can stay home and just order stuff online and have it, you know, delivered in two days, there's no way I'm not going to, to do it. And it's, it's not just a, you know, it's not just a COVID thing. It's just, I like having stuff delivered to my house whenever I, whenever I can. It's just, it's addictive. Opening uh, Amazon packages, like, or you know, or even like getting my uh, Apple products delivered, uh, you know, in the mail. Like I, you know, like I, I will say I, I, uh, I spent my Trump bucks on an iPad Pro, and then the the one of the keyboards, and like I'll admit that was fun to get off the door. To get you know off the doorstep, it wasn't as fun as going to the Apple Store and uh, actually you know setting up up there. But I mean, I'm technical enough; I know how to uh, do that. Um, but unfortunately, uh, Owen Benjamin. Yeah, to answer your question, do they deliver beer? Um. No, unfortunately, OB uh, sucks box off. They, so, they deliver beer. Uh, they, technically, they do deliver beer, like, via, you know, Drizzly or whatever that app is called where you can order beer. But, like, you have to order, you have to order, like, $30 worth of beer, like, like basically, I would have to order a small pallet of of beer or something, and then like, so I have to spend like thirty bucks, and then it like costs like another thirty just like you know get that delivered and and I'm not and I'm not Owen, okay, I actually do not drink that much. Um, you know, the, the one where I can just, like, throw beer cans all, all around, um, because, I mean, believe me, if I could, if I, if I, you know, if I didn't know my own limits, and if I thought I were, if, if I thought I were invincible, I probably would. You would probably just see beer cans all over the place here, and then also cigarette, uh, packs. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, and then, Puffy Phil brings up a good point, uh, that, you know, fuck all the robots are going to, well, I mean, yeah, but, I don't, mm, I mean, mannequins creep me, mannequins creep me the fuck out, Dictator Phil, so, you know, and like I've I've seen Blade Runner, I've seen the movie Blade Runner like too many times to where like 
That shit weirds me out. So, yeah, and, oh, I like. I think I think that I think that the uh, you know, the sex androids are going to certainly decimate China's population. But uh, you know, I don't I'm okay with that. But I don't think it's going to uh, you know. I don't think that's going to catch on here. I just don't see that becoming a thing at all. But uh Owen Owen would be the first one for uh for Owen Benjamin's sex box off. Owen would be the first one to buy a sex robot, probably. I am willing to bet you money that he that he would. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of with that one too. Humanity isn't what it's cracked up to be, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think way too many people have, way too many people have seen Blade Runner for that, you know, not to be an issue. So, um. Oh, and Sean pops in the in the chat right as I'm talking about Blade Runner and uh, you know, the sex ro- sex robots, excellent. So, um, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I made a joke about all the all of the rooms. So- Okay, so I have not covered Owen honestly for like um for like two months now, and uh, one of the bears was actually like was actually like commenting to me. Uh, so what do you think of uh, you know, what do you think of the fact that Owen actually won his Patreon lawsuit? Which, I don't know if he, he actually did win his Patreon lawsuit. I think it just, like, they showed up, like, an impasse or whatever. But, like, Patreon's not gone. Uh, they didn't, they didn't break Patreon. My, my account is still there, and everyone, everyone, everyone who wasn't banned is already there. Like, that company is not going out of, out of business anytime soon. But, uh... Yeah, look, I honestly, I don't care really enough about, like, Owen's Patreon lawsuit to where, like, I would have been bummed out if he won or, you know, if he had lost, it would have lost my my ass off, but, like, you know, I guess, you know, for, like, whatever reason, even if Patreon, like, didn't end up seeing him, I would have been like, nah, okay, whatever. Uh, the Bertaria thing with him, like, wanting to buy a campground now. I mean, come on, we all saw that one coming a mile away. I mean, th- this this was the inevitable conclusion that he would eventually, like, you know, buy a campground or, you know, something like that, and just totally... Look, we we haven't we haven't been making Jonestown bear jokes for the latter part of two years just for our own sanity here, you know, for our own amusement. There, there's 
in every Ellen joke, there's an ingot of truth. And, and the, the Jonestown thing is no longer a joke. It is becoming a, a reality. I mean, we've, all, we've already seen him, you know, tell people to drink turpentine to, to jack up their power level. Pretty soon they're all going to be in campgrounds together, and it's going to be, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be a whole thing. Um, amazingly enough, there are still idiots out there who are like, Owen is a bona fide conservative, and I'm like, you haven't been paying attention for the last three years to anything, have you? But, uh, yeah, yeah, like Alan said, we, we all knew a commune was coming. Like, the reason I haven't covered Beretaria at all is simply because there's really nothing for me to cover. We all knew that this was going to happen. Uh, but, you know, it's still amusing to make fun of. Uh, let's see. Uh... <laughs> Puffy Phil, Phil, the, the features on the on the. Okay, Phil, do you have do you have something you want to like tell that you want to show with the with the class? Did you buy a sex robot, Phil? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that on 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 real news. That that's good. That's gonna that's gonna be my first qu- question. So because now because now you've got me curious. <laughs> so <laughs> So and uh, and now and now it says uh well I I'm not sure I should repeat what Ellen says at la- at loud in the chat, but good try. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh dear God! You 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 guys are you guys are the worst. Uh, you guys are simultaneously the best and worst audience, and by worst I mean most perverted audience that I know of. Um, well, man, eh, I think how I think Stern's audience still has has us beat. None of you guys have have petitioned me to get Jenna Jameson. In here, yeah. Although I'm pretty sure all the all the all the zoomers out there are probably like, who is he referencing? So that that is that is an old reference. And uh, yes, as Christian uh, Blatt has noted, yeah, Dennis Miller is one of my uh, influences. So in terms of uh, pop culture references. I am now the Dennis Miller of nineties uh, and two thousands pop culture references. You're welcome. Uh, but anyway, enough of me blathering. I actually do have some political stuff that I do want to uh, gab about a little bit. Um, so let me open up a new tab. Uh, let me open up a new tab or a new window here. Let me make sure. Uh, Roger Stone, I guess, got released from prison 
Or no, he got he got his uh, sentence commuted by President Trump. And, um, you know, the left is, well, and the neocons, too, are uh, shitting bricks over, uh, you know, the fact that Roger Stone uh, got released. Um, Also, I have no idea who uh, the the Glastine uh, Maxwell... Uh, chick is, but, you know, if she does have the stuff on, uh, you know, all these pedophiles, I, you know, I hope they can keep her alive. I hope she, I hope she doesn't get Jeffrey Epstein. Um, here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to suicide, or I, I think that if they did, like, that would be stupid. Like, people already got suspicious with Jeffrey Epstein, Right? The deep state, I don't think, like, they may be somewhat stupid, but they're not completely stupid enough to try the, uh, you know, Epstein thing with, uh, Glastine, Maxwell. At least I don't think. But, uh, anyway. So let me go to... Let's see what we have here. Also, I can I I just found out I can add a filter uh to the mic setting. Uh so yeah, noise. Yeah, I can add a noise gate to this thing. So, okay, I don't know if this will help or not, but hopefully it will. And then let me go here. All right, we are good to go. And I have not seen this yet. This is what we call show prep on the fly here, folks. Um, But this is... uh, I guess this is uh, Stone's... This is his first interview after... uh, the commutation from Trump, so this uh came four days ago from Fox News. I haven't watched this, so uh I'll play this and kind of break it down. I also uh recently bought Milo's new book on Roger Stone. I had the chance to listen to the audiobook yet, but I will. So uh I'm curious what old Raj has to say for himself. We told you President Trump announced Friday he was commuting the sentence of Roger Stone. Just days oh, God. It, set to start- oh, God. It's Sean Hannity. Oh, God. I should have watched. Okay, well. Uh, I don't like 
Yeah, I don't like Hannity, but for the purposes of this, I guess I'll have to sit through and bear it a little bit. Start three-plus-year prison sentence stemming from Robert Mueller's Russian witch hunt. Stone was convicted of process crimes relating to 2017 and statements he made to House lawmakers. In other words, lying before Congress. Huh, Adam Schiff presiding, the biggest liar in Congress. And neither the Schiff show nor Robert Mueller produced one bit of evidence that Stone was working with anybody colluding with Russia. And by the way, as the White House press secretary explained, quote, these charges were the product of recklessness born of frustration and malice. And here's now Roger Stone. First TV interview and his attorney, David Jones. Um, I would like to say to you, Roger, while I'm glad you had your sentence commuted and you're not headed to prison this week, there's a part of me that is also very angry and very concerned for the country uh, based on the entire handling of your matter. Uh, why don't I just let you say it in your own words what this has been like for you? Well, this is the most horrible experience you can have because I see immediately why 99% of the people who choose to plead not guilty and go to trial lose. Uh, when you're up against the horrific uh, and the deep-pocketed uh, resource of federal government and the uh, really sadistic, uh, arrogant, politically motivated prosecutors, it's, and uh, I had a biased judge, I had a stacked jury, I had a a corrupt jury forewoman, uh, as my friend Tucker Carlson said, my trial was over before it started. Uh, and uh, when you go through something like this, Sean, you find out who your real friends are and who the people are who really never were your friends. You have been a tremendous friend. You have done a great job of keeping people informed. But I have to really single out your Fox News colleague, Tucker Carlson. He took up the cudgels early. Uh, he uh, stayed on this case every twist and turn, wasn't afraid to take on the judge, laid out the jury question, uh, encouraged me when I got discouraged. Uh, he's a man of incredible loyalty, uh, and the, he's a great friend. He may be the best friend a man can have, so my hat's off to, to him. And also Congressman Matt Gates from Florida, who I hope to live long enough to see in the White House. Uh, he was a great friend who never gave up and Try to make sure everybody understood the injustice. Uh, now, I, I want to point out something here because this is kind of uh, humorous, a bit that Roger uh, immediately uh, praises Tucker Carlson on uh, Sean's show because, uh, well, I'm not in the media. I do know. Well, well, I mean, technically, I, I am in the media. That's what this podcast is. But, you know, since I'm not in, uh, you know, News Corp's business or, you know, since I'm not part of the mainstream media, I guess, uh, you know, I'm independent. But with that being said, I, I do know people who actually work for Fox, like they're they're behind the scenes people or who have uh, worked there before. And from what I'm told, uh, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity do not get along uh, very well at all because, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson, like him or not, uh, show basically stole uh, Sean's rating spot on uh, Fox News. So, you know, it's it's kind of funny to me that 
they I would have loved to have seen Sean's expression when Roger said, uh, you know, I'd like to thank uh, Tucker Carlson. I would have loved to have seen and heard Sean's, like, inner monologue. It would have probably been something like, Dan, he mentioned, you know, why does Tucker always get the credit around here or something? But, uh, yeah. And, uh, like I said, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't read, I haven't, uh, read or rather listened to, uh, Milo's book on, uh, Roger Stone's trial, uh, but it's only four hours long, so I probably will listen to that, uh, this week. I might even, let's see, tomorrow's Sunday, knowing me, I could, maybe I'll actually end up listening to that whole audiobook in a single sitting. I don't know, but uh, that will probably come up on Thursday's podcast. No doubt about that. That I had been through, but so many others. Bernie Carrick, the former New York Police Commissioner, and uh, 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 Charlie Kirk, uh, Reverend Franklin Graham, pastors Mark Burns, and, and uh, 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 Randy Coggins, the dynamic young evangelist from Florida, uh, the entire Flynn family. General Mike Flynn, a man who's still being persecuted. My hat's off to all of them because they helped me and my wife and my family through the scariest, most difficult process of, uh, you can imagine. But above all, I must tell you, Sean, based on advice from you and, and, and Reverend Graham and two pastors I mentioned, I really want to thank God because I was literally hours away being sent to a COVID-infested prison Violation of current Bureau of Prisons and DOJ policy. Violation of every precedent in the country where people going to jail or in jail were asking for compassionate release, and in every case was granted. Uh, I, I'm 67 years old. I've had a lifelong problem, respiratory problem. I was facing what I really believe was a near-death sentence. So you, Let me... particularly Tucker, uh, Matt Gates, and everybody I named, my heart goes out to you. I, I'm deeply, deeply grateful. But more than anything else, I'm grateful for God. Because as you told me, if I would, if I would rededicate my, my life to Christ, to you, I remember I writing reborn, you. He, I can remember it like it was yesterday. And your advice was as solid as could be. You said God will never desert you. He will never abandon you. He will protect you if you, if you confess your sins and you walk in his way. And I have done my very best. Let me go through, and I want you to tell people, because this, there's this whole system of justice where, can you use Sammy the Bull Gravano as the biggest case point? He commits 19 murders, and he's given a get-out-of-jail-free card and a witness protection program because he flipped on, on John Gotti. All right, put that aside for a second. In your case, did Mueller and his team offer anything of value your freedom, for example, I would argue is of great value if you would say certain things they wanted you to say, whether they were true or not. Well, in the beginning of the case, Sean, I don't think that was their intention. But as they got closer and closer to having issued the Mueller report, they realized they had no Russian collusion because there was no Russian collusion. The hoax on July 24th, uh, Jeannie Ree. Uh, who was heading my prosecution within a, the Mueller team, that's extraordinary in itself. 
because she previously represented Hillary Clinton and uh, Clinton Foundation in the uh, Ill illegal email server case, missing email case. So she had a clear bias. She was a maximum donor to both Hillary's presidential campaign. By the way, she has all the charm of the North Korean prison guard. Uh, she made it very clear to one of my lawyers after a hearing, she asked to see him private, that if I would re remember certain phone conversations I have with candidate Trump, if I would come clean, if I would confess that they, uh, that they might be willing you know, uh, recommend leniency to the judge. Perhaps I wouldn't even serve any jail time. And I didn't have to think about it very long. I said, absolutely not. There was no circumstance under which I would bear false witness against the president. I, I, was, I was just not willing to lie. Now, in the last two days, when I said that, people said, ah, you see, Stone had the goods on Trump, and he traded his silence for, uh, for a commutation. That is patently false. I never said that. I never implied that. What I said has been consistent, that I would not lie against my friend of 40 years so they could use it for impeachment. They wanted and, I mean, what he's saying, I would assume, has to be true here, right? Because there is absolutely no Russian collusion. I mean, we've basically, like, even the Democrats now have basically had to admit that Russian collusion never existed um, whatsoever at all. Like, they've had to admit that. And so basically, if what Roger Stone is, what if what Roger's saying is true, basically, uh, Mueller wanted him to purge himself and uh, commit perjury by lying about the president. It is basically my under my understanding. Uh, and, you know, look, I have my opinions about Roger Stone. He, he definitely is kind of like a, maybe a, a shady guy, like, morally, but, I mean... Kind of in the same way that Trump is. I mean, he's where he's not really like a a bad guy, but you know, like I think Roger has also kind of had a past of you know being adulterous and being you know flirtatious like Trump. I mean, he and Trump are both tabloid magnets in the uh, you know in the eighties, and I mean, I think Roger even goes back to like you know the seventies or something uh you know like and he used to be a big voice in the college of republicans back during you know nixon's day days he's actually the the one who has the the tattoo of uh richard nixon which is actually you know i i will say this roger stone and i do agree on nixon that nixon was not a bad president i actually get flagged a lot because uh I actually think that we could have won Vietnam had uh, Nixon stayed in uh, office. And, uh, you know, I do think that Watergate was kind of conspiracy. But anyway, that's another podcast for another time. If you guys uh, are curious about my thoughts on the whole Watergate scandal. So. 
wanted me to be the ham in their ham sandwich because they knew the Mueller report, particularly on Russia, was a dud. It was a goose egg. They had nothing. They were hoping that I would recharacterize my phone calls. I think uh, these phone calls that were plea bargain induced uh, claims by Mike Cohen and Rick Gates, for which they could never find any corroboration, and I simply refused to do it. Let me go to you, David Schoen, and I'll, I'll ask you both the same question simultaneously. Roger, I think I've known you well enough over the years. You're a fighter. Your instincts are going to be, okay, now I'm going to go back, and I'm, uh, maybe you go back and you appeal this and you open up this case again. I would, I would argue right now you're home free. And I think that I saw nothing but corruption in that courtroom by that judge and that jury and not giving you another trial. David, I would say that if you go forward with that, you are now putting Roger's life back in jeopardy again. And I don't know. I, I don't have any faith in that system. I don't have any faith in that judge. I don't have any faith with that jury. Nobody on this case do I believe is honorable here. I think you're right. Uh, you raised a very interesting question, a perplexing one. We have to sit down and make a decision as to whether to go forward with the appeal, knowing that a win in this case, and there should be a win, Classic Fifth and Sixth Amendment violation would go right back to the same judge and a courtroom of injustice. Let me just say this. This commutation is a great tribute to President Trump for three reasons. He sends the message that the Mueller team was rotten to the core from its inception. Mr. Mueller picked I've Andrew Weissman as his right. been saying that for over three years, David. Well, you're right. It. You don't pick in the uh, an investigation that in, uh, involves the President of the United States requires integrity. You don't pick an Andrew Weissman most ethically bankrupt prosecutor I've ever come across. I represent two men right now, Mr. Arena and Mr. Sessa, who were wrongfully convicted with him. You talked about uh, uh, making deals with witnesses. He lied about those deals. He was uh, mentioned specifically by a judge for his misconduct. So that's one thing. The Mueller team was rotten to the core, filled with partisans. Number two, an unfair trial. The president recognized that. The, the judge denied the entire defense theory. Mr. Stone wasn't allowed to mention on social media or make a defense theory that in any way challenged the integrity of the Mueller team. Unprecedented. And thirdly, the president saved a life here because the judge's decision on denying a surrender extension uh, when COVID was in the prison and with these health uh, conditions goes against all authority in the country on you this know, issue, as did the Court of Appeal. You know, I'm listening to your attorney, and I know David a long time, Roger. I've known you a long time. You're a character. Everybody knows you're a character, but that's not about you as a character. I always want fair and impartial jury for everybody. I wouldn't want any Democrat or liberal to have 29 guys in tactical gear over a process crime. Uh, I wouldn't want a gag order on any American. They should have a right to speak out in their own defense. Uh, I wouldn't want a jury for person prejudice or a judge that went along with this crap. My question to you is, we've seen this now with Papadopoulos. We've now seen this with Paul Manafort. We saw it with General Flynn. We've seen it with you. I'll be honest, Roger. I believe in our Constitution. I believe in our rule of law. I think I read a lot about equal justice and application of our laws. I don't see any of this in any of these cases. I see a travesty of injustice. You've been a part of it. I don't know. I'm losing faith in the system, Roger. Well, you have a good reason to. If you examine the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, where I had to file a last-minute emergency appeal of Judge Jackson's rule sending me jail. She ignored all the legal precedents in that. She ignored my health condition. She ignored the conditions in prison at that time. And she ignored the current 
policies of DOJ and the BOP. Now, you would have thought that that would have been reversed in the appeals court, but they ruled for her three to zero. I'm afraid I, this is a fixed system. Uh, above all, though, I guess I'd have to say the most important thing here is the courageousness of the president's act. I know there were many, many, many people who told him in election year, don't do this. Uh, let Roger Stone wait maybe for a pardon after the election. Sean, I don't think I would have lived that long, not with my asthmatic condition, not with now 60 uh, uh, COVID-19 cases. That so uh, I, I have deep, deep affection for Donald Trump because I've known him 40 years. He's a man of great uh, justice and fairness. He's a man of enormous courage. I, I knew he would take some shots for this, but I, I think most people, most fair-minded people understand. He saved my life, and at least on paper, he gave me a chance to fight vindication. Now, I'm not a fool. I'm going uh, to be guided by the advice of my lawyers. As I understand it, if I, my conviction is overturned by the appeals court, I'd be back in front of Judge Jackson. Judge Jackson issued an incredible ruling, said that I could not raise misconduct by the special counsel, FBI, the DOJ, or any member of Congress, Adam Schiff. So, uh, I mean, if, if that were in place in General Flynn's case, we still wouldn't know how he was railroaded. We still wouldn't know about the political motivation behind taking him down. So I, I've got to become convinced I can get a fair second trial, because I certainly didn't get a, a, a fair first trial. You had a gag order, and you weren't allowed to even put on your defense. You wanted to put on a defense. They denied you that right. Then, of course, we have the whole jury four person. This is on top of the raid, pre-dawn raid. By the way, I'm sure you probably called CNN, Roger, and said that. Here is, I do not believe you can get any fair trial in that courtroom or that system. I don't know. I think that probably every fiber of your being would want to be to fight uh, to get the acquittal you believe you should get. But I don't know if I'd give you that advice. I don't think there's anybody in that courtroom that is fair, Roger. Well, and as you point out, Comey, uh, Clapton, Brennan, McCabe, Strzok, Strzok Page, Rosenstein, Mueller himself, Hillary, they all lied under oath, but they lied about material things consequential thing. Therefore, they had intent and a motive to lie. I, I was charged with making misstatements that were innocuous. If you look at it very carefully, it's very clear what happened here. And that is that Aaron Zelensky, the corrupt prosecutor, the dirtiest of Mueller's dirty cops other than Weissman, shared the fruits of the surveillance uh, into me with Adam Schiff so that he could fashion gotcha questions, most of them of no consequence, uh, and then after the setup, in which I appeared voluntarily. So again, folks, this all ties back into the non-existent uh, Russia. Russia narrative that, uh, you know, Roger Stone was somehow like, I don't know, siphoning information off to the, uh, you know, KGB or something on... Trump's behalf. That that's what this entire thing was basically about. And I mean even even the Democrats now have to admit that there is nothing, you know, no evidence whatsoever to really support that whatsoever. So, you know, this is a falsehood. Now the interesting thing is, uh, you know, Roger Stone's sentence has been commuted, so 
I don't know if that means that he's free or, uh, you know, that he is, that he has to go back to trial, but, I mean, it does seem like an absolute uh, shit show, you know, for him, and this is the nature of politics. But, I mean, also, at this point, folks, we don't even know if there's going to be an election, uh, or really what the election is going to look like in 2020. Um, I mentioned this. I mentioned this on uh, Twitter. Uh, but kind of going back on to a non-political uh, you know, topic here. And by the way, folks... Uh, streamlabs.com forward slash the Whitfield Report if you uh, feel so inclined to uh, you know donate to the to the chat um, so um, you know as I, meant, as I mentioned we don't, we don't know how long this uh, COVID thing is going to go folks it could honestly um, we could honestly be seeing um, you know like for example and I'm trying to pull this stuff up here uh, as well but we could see you know, in the, in the future, that like uh, movie theaters are not going to be opening up for the for the uh, foreseeable future at all. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen at all. Um, they just postponed the latest James Bond movie again. Uh, it was supposed to come out in you know, it was supposed to come out in April of this year. Uh, you know, and then obviously once, you know, the lockdown happened in March, that got postponed to November, but now they're pushing it, like, to 2021, I think, and my point in bringing up the, uh, you know, Bond movie is, like, well, obviously I'm disappointed about that, but more than that, if we can't even go and have, like, you know, and go to see, like, uh, you know, movies in the theater uh, in November, then how are people going to go and, uh, you know, vote in person for, uh, you know, an election? And yeah, I know people are saying that it's going to be a mail-in ballot election, most likely, but I don't see how that's going to, uh, you know... I don't... I don't see that how that's going to happen without like massive fraud on either side. Like everyone I've spoken to who's an election expert does not want to do that because of fraud and if if they think that if they think that twenty sixteen was bad with that potentially, then it could get even worse. So I mean Will we have an election? 
Maybe. Um, we probably will, but just it, it's a question of how of how we do it. Uh, I mean, honestly, I think that if if they're good enough to uh, if you if you're if the country is healthy enough to uh, get out there and vote, then they should also be, uh, you know, healthy enough to uh, get out there and open up businesses again and, uh, you know, whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, Shovel Point brings up a good point. Regardless of who wins the election, the next four years will be... Yeah, well, I mean, that's the real question, isn't it, Shovel Point? Um, because, I mean, I, I, I always hate to ask this question because I always end up getting immediately disappointed exponentially. But, uh, I mean, we've already hit bottom of the barrel. How much, uh, you know, how much, how much, uh, worse can it get over the next four years? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, well, and that, that's the other thing that, that uh, that Johnny brought up so th- things reminded me yeah Con- yeah so in regards to the uh, whole Kanye West thing and the fact that he's running um yeah people people have asked me about that uh my take on the whole Kanye West thing um hey I mean wh- let's just face it the fact that Kanye is running is hilarious in and of itself, and uh, keep in mind that he's going to, you know, run and split the election on Trump's behalf, and that like somehow they're colluding. I don't think that they're colluding, and I and to me this is not one of Trump's forty chess strategies, but. It does seem that he's running more against the Democrat Party than against Trump. And I I know a lot of people who will vote for Kanye over uh, Biden, that's for sure. So I think the fact that Kanye is, you know, going to split the vote, I I think that's good. And the fact that he's got the signatures that he needs is going to, uh, you know, be good. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Johnny's also, a lot of people say Trump is another wing of the same bird. Yeah, well, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, you and I are, you and I are agreement. Trump is, Trump is Trump, and yeah, I mean, sometimes Trump does annoy me, like everyone else, with the, with the tweets and whatnot, but I mean, like, by and large, you have to think about it this way. It took coronavirus to shut down Trump's economy, basically. 
Like the the economy under Trump was booming, and the country was doing extremely well. It it took it took COVID basically to get Trump's economy where Obama's economy was at the end of his in the mid in in the middle of uh you know Obama's term. We were at the um. You know, we were at where we are now at the end of Obama's first presidential term without any COVID. That was why I was urging people back in 2012 to vote for Romney. It wasn't because I liked Mitt Romney. It was because I felt we needed to get Obama out of there back then. And that obviously didn't happen. I mean, Trump did resurrect you know, the economy after he got back into office and they and then made it sore. You know, now and now we are kind of in a depression again, but that's because of COVID. Uh so um yeah. Kanye gonna interrupt uh Biden at the debate like he did Tay Tay. Uh oh yeah. Well, and that, and believe it or not, folks, that was actually the first time I liked uh, Kanye Kanye West was when he interrupted. Uh, you know, was when he in- interrupted Taylor Swift. I mean, I'll make I'll make no no bones about it. I I hate Taylor Swift, and I mean, since we're since we're in the age of uh, you know of digging each other's skeletons out, out of our closet. I'll just confess that the reason why I hate Taylor Swift is because I have is because I have an ex-girlfriend who looks like a carbon copy of uh, Taylor Swift. And uh, yeah. And uh, you know, that bitch uh, broke my heart in more, way- more ways than one. So, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, and, oh, and she was also obsessed with, she was also obsessed with, with, with Taylor Swift too, so yeah, not a fan at all, plus her, plus her music sucks, uh, plus my ex-girlfriend had horrible, well, I mean, she liked Taylor Swift, so that, that says enough about her music taste right there. But uh yeah. You mean you mean to tell me that Taylor Swift is better than uh you know the Clash or I mean I I was even a big fan of Duran Duran, but I mean come on. Duran Duran is still infinitely better than uh you know, Taylor Swift. Uh, let's see. I I sh- I should write write a song. I I should write write a song, but I, I have to admit that my songwriting skills are, are probably about. Well, no, my songwriting skills are better are better than Owen's uh, songwriting skills. But that's not that's not saying all that much. So, but I mean, I I I could probably 
make something on like Procrit or something. So I don't know. Hey, Brad from Carolina, what's up? Um. So let, let's see. Um. Oh, speaking of all things own, I I did want to. I did want to get uh on to this, so um like I said, I've I've ignored the Bertaria stuff for a bit, but at this point I can't. It's just it's unavoidable now at at this uh point in time. Um Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, the over the pants hand job in a, in a Walgreens. Uh, oh god, yeah. That that was that was that was horrible. So I I kind of well, no, I I'm not. I I was I was gonna make a I was gonna make a joke about that, but uh <laughs> Yeah. But Bertaria is in your heart, you get nothing for your donation. Yeah, that yeah, well and see that's why that's why I haven't donated anything, Johnny. I mean we we were the chat we were joking earlier in the stream that I mean Bertaria is Obviously, the inevitable, uh, you know, uh, cult thing, but, uh, yeah, I, I just realized I titled this, uh, thing Cancel Culture Will Crumble, and uh, I haven't talked about Cancel Culture once, so, uh, I'll probably rename the, uh, the title of this stream afterwards, but, Eh, I've been known to do that before. Um. But yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, speaking of Baratari, I've, I had no idea who whooped the, who, well, actually I, I kind of did. Uh, I had heard of whiffs, the, 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 uh, yeah, I can't speak. I had heard of uh, Lift the Veil, like, in other people's, like, YouTube streams. But I had never, like, checked him out uh, up until the legendary Milker Nation, uh, friend of the channel, uh, friend of the podcast, did a... Uh, did a video in which Owen starts, um, you know, basically harassing, uh, Lift the Veil. It is the, I mean, I say this every time when I bring up Owen, but it just progressively keeps getting worse. It is one of the gayest things I have, uh, seen in quite a while, so... Milker. Uh, yeah, Owen Bent. That's blood is screaming. 
So, uh, yeah, this comes from Milgan Asian. Obviously, I'm not going to play the whole section of this because I do want to set up the next uh, hour stream for uh, Versa Media, but I do want to play like a couple minutes of this just to get my, my take. There, there is one specific section I want to play uh, for you guys. Um, Because you know when we when we talk Owen here, we you know it is unavoidable to talk about Owen without you know calling the kettle black, I guess. The bug made a clip, clipping. Yeah, he's clipping his dick. Uh, can't talk shit. Stand for my right. Making clips. You talk. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, things don't make sense. Oh, good. Oh, look at Owen's thyroid. Look at. <laughs> I never would do that to anybody. I would never go into someone's chat and, and be like, I, "I'm going to humiliate him." In my. All right, God handle that right. I shouldn't have even brought it up. Sorry for. I email me before. Is that the same guy who's on YouTube? Talking crap about you yesterday. On... Why? Because I'm trying to do something positive. The veil has a super tiny wing that women can have laughing. Verify that, kind of so? Again, it always comes back to the dick jokes with this guy. And not even good dick jo jokes. I mean, I mean that this this man is. Oh my! Oh my God! I I was I was watching this today. I I can basically scroll at any point, and we'll just see where this this goes. Like I just skipped five minutes ahead, and let's let's see where we're at now. Yeah, love the veil. Lift the veil is a major gamut. Um, I listened to two minutes of him back in the gamut days grow up. Wow, lift the bail this is epic. God bail on that bag. Ah. That, yeah, I can't stop smiling. Dear Owen, hope all is well at Ursa Manor. Writing again. Say thank you for all the encouragement you give bears. I started my first garden this summer. Uh man, I feel like I'm gonna cry right now. All right. All right. When I saw that you could just make things uh Sorry. <laughs> Everyone's gay. Ah! Period. Uh, this reminds me when BB was getting the very first letter. The seven the minute mark? Seven. Okay, yeah, let, yeah, me so let me go. Let me go there. Um, yeah, but I. Right. Okay. This epic God lift bail on that bag. Ah. That, yeah, I can't stop smiling. Here, Owen. Hope all is well at Ursa Manor. Writing again, say thank you for all the encouragement you give bears. I started my first garden this summer. Uh, man, I feel like I'm going to cry right now. Sorry. All right. When I saw that you could just make things. Uh, sorry. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> gay. Ah, period. Uh, this reminds me when BB was getting the very first letters back in the day. Lots of excitement. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, but I. 
He he is the only guy who is so who is so self-absorbed with him himself. It's it's funny. Everyone 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 is gay. Um, everyone is gay except for for me. So I I don't care. I mean that that streamer talked to his dad last year for like for like what three hours just screaming about his gay dad that was yeah that that was telling right <laughs> dude I get lonely it's one reason why I live stream all the time it's like sometimes I like Ryan's working and like everybody's gone my, my wife's teaching my kid something and some people are like, yeah, I'll come over. I'm like, I don't know you, and that scares my wife. So I just kind of do my own thing. Wait for her. Lift the veil to try and suck my dick. That's the thing about these veils. Like, they're flirting. It's like, dude, I'm not going to let you suck my dick. <laughs> man, totally. Like, lift the veil comes in here to flirt. You now he comes in here because he thinks I'm going to let him suck my dick. And it's fucking gross. Dude, I love it. I, I mean, I love that, like, people get to see how to handle flirting. Like, Lift the Veil comes in. It's called negging in the gay community. So Lift the Veil comes in. He's like, hey, big bear. I'm Lift the Veil. Do you want to lift the veil and see what I got? Uh, I'm like, close the veil. Close the veil. He's like, uh. and, and this is how my, my life always goes, by the way. It's like, someone will come. Okay, now. I apologize because, because unfortunately this is YouTube and not Pornhub, but this should totally be uh, on Pornhub. It, it was at this point, folks, where I could not, where I was simultaneously like grossed out and, uh, you know, like laughing my ass off. There is absolutely no self projection uh, whatsoever. So, yeah. Come in and talk shit. I win at talking shit. Then they clip it and go, look at him attacking me. He's a Everyone sees it. Black Lives Matter, the Grabbers, all of it. We're all so sick of the, like, and then he's hitting me, he's hitting me. It's like, dude, lift the veil. Wants me to lift his veil. And then he wants to suck my dick. And he's a gay, weird dude. I mean, this is flirting. We all know it's flirting. It's like, I'm here to neg you. That's not how men act. That's not, it's like, oh, it's my marketing strategy, big bear. But you're not, you're just like begging for money. It's like, you're flirting with me. Close the veil. Lower the veil. Lower the veil. Oh, you don't like my, you don't like my, how I flirt? And he's the type of guy that wants to suck my dick. Like, that's the thing that people are uh, again, Mr. Self-Projection here. Oh, good God. I have... Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, he recently said he's not sure if his dad is, is gay. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. And, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um... But I mean, obviously he's 
He's self-projecting his own fantasy onto, onto, uh, you know, onto lift, onto lift the veil. Uh, you know, who honestly, like, I, I've never seen one of Lift the Veil's streams. I don't know, you know, really who Lift the Veil is or what he does, but, I mean, clearly, only Owen could, uh, only Owen Benjamin could make something, uh, you know, like a pornographic innuendo, you know, on something like that. Not just like a pornographic innuendo, because... I mean, I I could maybe do those too, but more definitely like a a gay pornographic innuendo at that. But uh, yeah, it just it keeps getting weirder. Okay, so let me let me jump to the uh, let's see let's see where we're at here. Um, do, do, do. Okay, we're at like what nine thirty. Let me just jump to like okay, twelve of five, and see where we're at now. Jump ahead a bit. So I jumped like three minutes ahead. Oh Jesus! Someone, someone catch gay guys who marry beautiful women. It's called having a beard. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the girl thinks they scored. The girl's like, this guy likes shop. He's like, gets it strong. He works out all the time. He's in such great shape. He understands style and fashion. He's got, he wants to wait till marriage. Don't get me wrong. I want people to wait till marriage. But it's like, this is perfect. He's super Christian. He never wants to touch me. He loves shopping, loves working out, loves nagging giant men. He's so, he's so courageous. Look at him trying to start a fight with this giant man. He wants me to fuck him. This is what people don't understand about Crowder and these guys. It's like, oh, look at him. He's the perfect man. He saved it for marriage. Don't get me wrong, good idea, but he's doing it for the wrong wrong ways. He wants to save it for marriage. And then he like runs around ankle biting giants because he's so tough. And no, no, he's not tough. Lift the veil is so Yeah, the, the ankle biting giants, that that's completely Owen's own self-protection. I I've never I've never heard a woman like ever attribute that to a trick. Oh, Owen, oh, Owen's doing satire, Sam. You, yeah, yeah. Even even in even in satire, that doesn't work. So, you want to know what does work in jokes, though? Even dirty jokes, tits. No, I'm running away from you. I'm running away. Please don't catch me and have my your way with me. And so then his wife is like, where's my babies? And the guy's like, we, we got to save it till marriage. She's like, we've been married a year. Why, why won't you touch me? It's like, well, I have to lift the veil on the world. I have so much important things to do out there. I'm, you know, the deep state is coming for me. I, I can't bring a child in this world. It's like, oh, fuck, you're gay. Oh, fuck, he's been gay the whole time. That's why he's in shape. That's why he likes fashion. That's why he's always... Again, Mr. Self Projection Bear here. He's talking. He's talking at himself the whole entire time. That's what's what's so hilarious about this whole thing. He's always trying to start fights with giants. He wants them to let him suck his dick. Oh my God, he's a gay guy. He's like, 
lift the veil, right? Am I wrong? Everyone knows I'm not wrong. But then, you know, my cat just, that's like, even Crowder obsessed. For okay, so let me, let me scroll forward uh, to lift the veil's response because basically Owen goes on and on and on about this for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes of this clip. So, okay. Okay, let's see. Where does Lift the Veil start? Okay. Here, I think. Yeah. I gotta feel like I'm, you know, the, the hungry dog hunts best. If I had eaten a nice meal, I would have been like, oh, no way. Hey, man. Oh, he made a clip. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> I have a few different things um interested in today. Oh, for everybody who's concerned about the um <clears throat> about the Owen Benjamin situation. By the way, let me put your concerns at ease. I reached out to the man himself. Even though I didn't have to or anything. I just told him I said, "Hey Big Bear, just wanted to clear things up." I said, um, you know, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't talking on my channel cool I, I just mentioned Bertaria and I said it was kind of a it's Bertaria and then I tagged that video because I thought you know plus I didn't tell him like I totally agreed with everything he said or anything I thought Bertaria was awesome but I just said I his viewer this is the problem and I've gotten in this problem before is your <laughs> listeners in the chat will try to stir We'll always try to stir the pot. Uh, yes, like, unfortunately, oh, we're in the bot. It still ends up there. What? What'd they say? Oh, that guy, you know. Oh, that guy's the worst. I hate that guy. And then it turns out they didn't really say anything that bad. And then ended up in the middle of, like, some kind of internet dispute based on your <laughs> chat. That's kind of what happened with, uh, that's kind of what happened with Benjamin. Somebody told me I was making fun of him on my channel. I really wasn't. I did mention Bertaria, but Bertaria. Bertaria is really interesting because it's sort of like everybody's idea. Like, oh, wouldn't it be great? You know, if, if we just, because the world's so crazy and, you know, we're so cool and you guys are awesome and. Wouldn't it be great if we could all, like, live, like, the same place? Like, I don't know, not a commune or anything. It wouldn't be a cult. But, you know, we'd grow food and have campfires. and also, Like, everybody has that idea at some point. But then usually they're like, oh, it's crazy. Or once you realize that some of, your, some of the people that like you the most. Yeah, it is crazy. A little sideways on you. Once you learn a few things and realize that's not a good idea, it doesn't work very well. Besides the fact that you know, who wants to maintain a campground, for example. So that's the only reason I brought it up. Is because it's a, I wouldn't call it a well, maybe I would. It's it's a bad idea. It's, it's not it wasn't ever good. But but I'm not one of those guys who's trying to go out and just 
expose people, make fun of people. I thought it was it was interesting enough that I have watched that show for a long time. And somebody told me that he was planning to do something like that. And I was like, what? And I tuned in. But again, I got no problem. I told him I wish I do. And uh, as far as all the things, I'm just a really, you know, the problem with me is I'm a really sympathetic guy. And even people that have really done me wrong in the past, I always, I always have like a soft spot for them for some reason. One person, for example, is Defango. And I'm always forgiving of their behavior because I think, oh, you know, where it's coming from. Oh, they think they're doing the right thing. You know, maybe they're bipolar. Maybe they're just, uh, nar- you know, maybe they're narcissists. Uh, or something. I think probably because he's reading the chat random bot. Yeah, I mean, I, I do that I, too I sometimes. They'll look off camera because, like, I've got something I've with the show notes on my That's uh, iPad or something. I've done really but. stupid things that people could genuinely critical in the past. I can understand the mindset that allows a thing like that to happen. Okay. Uh, yeah, so basically, like, with the veil, Nathan here, and uh, I guess he was in Cecil B. Demented, according to Johnny Arcade. I've I've never seen that movie. I've never even heard of it. And, I mean, I I guess it's like a crappy movie, but... Yeah, it's... It's it's still better than uh, The House Bunny, which, uh... Yeah. Someone actually brought up The House Bunny to me the other day. Uh, like... In a in a Zoom like chat that we were all in, someone brought that uh, like someone brought that movie up, and I was like, "It's horrible." And they were like, "Yeah, but and and I'm like, no, I mean, yeah, Anna Kendrick's in it. Yes, there are play Playboy playmates in it, but yeah, yeah, it's a horrible." Yeah, bad movie. Yep. That that should have all that should have also been a big hint way back in the day. Owen even managed to make Playboy gay somehow, which I mean, and yeah, they kind of yeah after Half died, that mag basically went into the toilet. But that's a whole another topic. So yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play the whole entire thing, but uh, let's see, any more from Owen? Oh, remember, uh, Lift the Veil came in and tried to clip my channel and and troll a little bit. He no, he didn't, Owen. Here's the email I got from Lift the Veil. He said, Clear up. I think you got the impression from your chat that I was mocking you on my show. So I just wanted to let you know that I really wasn't. 
I mentioned Bertaria briefly at the end of my news show because I think it's a wild idea. I'm not spending time trying to expose you or anything. Guys, he's, he's such a flirt. Yesterday, I just clipped a letter from the person who thanked you for telling them not to wear a mask because I think that's the worst advice ever. But I didn't mean to make it public in the chat and make it I have no personal issues with you. I wish you luck with everything. Hey. So I know I said he was a full-blown gay guy. I will backtrack a little and say he's bi-curious, but, but mostly just gay. Like, he's mostly just a homosexual. But I think he is curious about what women are like to be with. And so, uh, all good, man. You know, water under the bridge. But here's the thing. He's saying that it's crazy for me to say not to wear a muzzle. Guys, the World Health Organization themselves say that masks do nothing. In fact, it's a breeding ground for bacteria. It's really unhealthy to wear a mask. Really unhealthy. It's like wearing a diaper on your face. And it holds, like, for example, if you take a breathalyzer, it says how much alcohol is in your breath, right? That's why it's called a breathalyzer. And feel free to send this to Lip the Veil. I accept this apology. No harm, no foul, my friend. I'm sure you're only bi-curious, leaning towards men. But if you think it's a really bad idea for me to tell people not to wear a muzzle, let me explain. When you breathe out, if you're drunk, there's alcohol in your breath because it's a waste product. And so coming from a guy named Lift the Veil, who's trying to lower it, imagine if you lift a veil and there's a diaper on your face. Pretty funny. I bet he's watching. Yeah, he's disgusting. He's probably, I don't even want to think about what he's doing, but he's a flirt. He's a real flirt. I Again, self-projection oh, bear. Thing for the Lift the Veil guy, my friend who has his PhD in um, nuclear physics, scientist, he posted this. It's hilarious. Uh, go over and give him some love, by the way. Show him some love. He's a good dude. Science has found something that works better than a mask in washing your hands. It's a special magnet collar that traps coronavirus so that it cannot enter the lung. I hope these are required soon. Can't be too safe. He missed an O on two, but he, he's like 170 IQ math guy, but I don't know. He's like, so I'm, I'm curious if Nathan from Lift the Veil would think it would be horrible advice for me to tell people not to wear a neck magnet. Um, I want to know how many dudes Nathan been with. I know, no, I'm not going to go down that road. He did apologize. It's all good. So, guys, just to again, you know, self projection. Really good advice for me to tell people not to wear a gag. What lift Nathan from Lift the Veil wants his audience to do, not just allow him to do things to them, but he's saying it's the worst advice ever for me to tell people not to wear cloth over your face. <laughs> that gets your spit all day long. And then you go from room to room to room to room. So any biohazard you're exposed to will collect on a gag around your mouth. <laughs> and you're breathing your own exhale. Exhale, just like, I wonder if Nathan from Lift the Veil wants his audience to drink his own piss. Drink their own piss because you drink water. Go, 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 go. And then you pee it out. And then would you then drink your piss? I'm sure his answer is yes, because I'm guessing he's into some pretty wet. Owen is a piss drinker. Confirmed. Another Floyd, another Freudian slip there. Anyway, yeah, that that's 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you can see why I've kind of taken a break from uh, Owen here for the past couple weeks. But, yeah. This, uh... Yeah, this... This guy, though, has, uh... Yeah, things have gotten weird with him. I'll just say that. That's the uh, easiest way to, uh... You know... What else can I say, folks? It's, uh, it's Owen Benjamin. But, uh, at any rate, folks, I want to thank you, uh, you know, for tuning in tonight. I'll be, uh, back here in just, like, five minutes for, uh, I guess, hour three of the show. Uh, I'll be joining Sean and Alex and, uh, Don over on First Meters channel and i will simulcast uh here as well so uh folks i want to thank you very much for watching this stream and uh i will be back uh but but for those of you who uh you know aren't going to uh catch that i'll see you on thursday uh i do encourage you to watch uh you know to come back here and watch the Versa media multi-stream uh because i think it's good but 